You're inside Cafe Conversations where everybody has a story to tell. And I'm that girl bringing you those stories. I'm Lady D and thank you for joining me. What's poppin' everybody? It's your girl Lady D and you are inside a bonus episode of Cafe Conversations for this week. This week, uh, the city of Dallas, they are gearing up for their mayor and city council elections. And I was privileged enough to catch up with one of the candidates, Mr. Joseph Thomas, who is one of nine candidates running for District 7. I know this is going to be a really great interview. This is an awesome young man and he's doing some awesome things within his community. Without further ado, we're going to sit down and speak with the man on the inside inside himself, Mr. Joseph. Joining me inside Cafe Conversations today is Joseph Thomas, and he's running for District 7 right here in the great city of Dallas. Mr. Thomas, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. First of all, let me thank you for sitting down with me and doing this interview, and um, I chose you for this particular uh, episode of my podcast because you're young and you're innovative and I've read a lot of um, the interviews that you've done in the newspapers and I've kind of followed you a little bit on Facebook and I just think that you are an awesome candidate and it's what the city of Dallas needs right now. So just to get into the interview really quickly because I know that your time is real tight right now. Um what prompts you to go into politics? Uh, well, one, I'm not a, at some people say, oh, yeah, you get a, you be a politician there. I'm not a politician. I'm a public servant. Mm. Um, I, I've actually been working for the city of Dallas for the last eight years. My actual job is recording council. And so I've been in over 200 council meetings, over 50 city planning commission meetings. Um, I, was, I was helping out audio and record redistricting, the gas drilling, um, so many different issues, the Confederate Monument meetings, um, the charter changes. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that we have somebody who is knowledgeable of all these areas and different things. And so I had somebody talk to me a while back and they was like, I was like, man, one day I'm going to sit down with you and get some, some of your wisdom. Mm-hmm. And he was like, me? Mm-hmm. He said, you're the one that's been in the room recording the meetings. Right. And so my mom always told me, if you're not part of the solution, then you might be part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to actually, um, sometimes I'm in council meeting recording cringing because I'm listening to what they say and um, their lack of empathy for citizens and especially sometimes the employees. Yeah. So being an employee, knowing how hard some of the employees are working mm-hmm. and sacrificing, I was one. I actually took a, a big cut to go permanent when I was 10. Wow. And so, but because I love the city and because I wanted to grow and I knew my department needed me, I sacrificed. Right. And, and of course, when we sacrificed, God would be that extra step. So God maintained the blessing and, and gave increase. But I got tired of sitting on the sidelines and it's like I've been watching from behind the scenes and now I'm ready to help transform my community. I've been watching, learning, and I'm excited. I'm excited as well, and I don't live in your district, um, but we do have a young lady representing my district, and I'm excited for her as well. Um, what did your family say when you told them that you were going to run for council? So the kids were, uh, I kind of told them separate. And so me and my wife had talked about it off and on, and I mentioned it to her um, 
actually a couple of years ago. And it was something I, so I was kind of thinking about it. And so, and then the kids uh, and her had a conversation. It was like, Mom, <laughs> what you think about it? So, so they, they kind of had their idea, but then they kind of looked at her and was like, what you say? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what Mama <laughs> say. Right. <laughs> she told me she was 100% behind me. And um, I love my family. Uh, my wife has been a blessing to me. Um, I wouldn't be where I am now um, if it wasn't for her and for the blessing God put. Um, and then even my daughter, uh, we're a blended family. Mm-hmm. But even uh, my son, even went and worked and did uh, some opportunities with me and my daughter. I mean, a lot of times you would think she is my her thick like mine. Um, <laughs> she, she also was on the Mayor Rogers Star Council. Yeah, well. I, I just read he something did. about him, I think, a couple of days ago, and I was like, he's just like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so literally working and trying to get them engaged in the community and doing things. Um, and so they've been, sometimes I thought my daughter was doing too much. She's the freshman of TCU, and my son's a senior at Lincoln now. And then uh, I have my 11-year-old, and then my 3-year-old. My 3-year-old actually is that brass one. Wow. And so uh, my wife is even the head school teacher. Okay. So when I say fully immersed in the community, and I always prayed that I would be able to get a uh, my Michelle slash Coretta. I know, that's right. And so she's been a blessing. Um, I mean, even if you look at our pictures, like, you, you don't have to make us smile. Right. Like, we can, if we all together after eat, mm-hmm. or even just sitting in the living room or, or in the car together, uh, it's entertainment. <laughs> yeah, you could tell when you guys, just looking at your pictures, I'm like, they're cutting up. They are just cutting up. Uh, the poor photographer is probably just trying to get you to just be serious for about five or six minutes because you guys just look like you're always cutting up in your pictures. Um, what would you say the climate's like right now in District 7? I know they had a lot of things going on with their current council member, and uh, there's been um, a lot of... Uh, I know with the car wash being shut down, there were some issues and some things going on there. I even spoke with the owner of that car wash and how he felt, you know, things were being unfairly done with that. Um, what's the climate like right now? So our district is not happy. We have a few people in pockets that are kind of happy because they might have got something passed or something didn't pass that they didn't want to. But the overall climate of the district is not happy. There are a lot of changes that um, people want to see. And then even not just, not just the changes, but some of it just information. So it's a lot of things going on in and around our district. And the district isn't really being informed. And there are a lot of needs not being addressed. Um, one of the things I want to do is actually have a town hall meeting for our whole district. We haven't had a district-wide town hall meeting in a while. Where we, where they literally pubbed it, pushed it out, handed out flyers, posted on Facebook, and had a big enough venue to house our whole district. Right. So we know every, we know every citizen can come out, but literally come out, have somebody going live on Facebook for those who can't make it, but in a gym, an auditorium, to make sure it's big enough so the constituents can be heard. Right. Uh, I, I wanna, I wanna do that within a year. I mean, not within, within, within the year. Mm-hmm. And so literally, I want to, June, 
be inaugurated, July, I want to have that meeting. Right. And then throughout the year, uh, we'll go and continue to have meetings in the different communities. So Buckman Terrace, Ferguson Road, Pleasant Grove, East Dallas, South Dallas, Dropper. Um, um, and so to make sure we all are heard in the neighborhoods are heard and have their voices and opinions validated. Right, because how can you serve a people if you don't know what their needs are? You, 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 you can't. And so literally to engage and say, hey, I know I have, we have some issues and things. What are your top five? Mm-hmm. What, are, what is our district top ten that we want to address collectively? Exactly. I know because the needs for South Dallas are similar, but they're still different than Buck Materials. Exactly. The needs for, for Joppy and Pleasant Grove are different, but they're both valid. Right. And so we have to make sure that we help push and support our neighbors as well as our district as a whole. That's right. That's right. That's very important. Um, how do you think we can, as a city, uh, as far as business, how do you think we can do business better as far as boosting the local economy, especially for District 7? We have a lot of, um, I know we have a lot of smaller businesses uh, over on Martin Luther King. I know because I frequent a, a couple of them. But what can we do in the city of Dallas to boost business locally as well as um, district-wise? So one of the things we can do is uh, literally get on the horn. And so literally congratulate and support the businesses. So say, hey, I went over to um, South Dallas Cafe. I went over to Elaine's and and actually have some of those small businesses and restaurants actually come and do the catering for you event or do an office meeting for that. Mm -hmm. And so I want to actually engage, especially with our smaller businesses. Um, There are some people doing things, um, walkers are out about it. Um, a lot of times because he's in South Dallas and it's been literally you talking about generation his dad started it and now he's running it and so taking those opportunities and businesses but he was supporting them mm-hmm. while he stayed throughout the years went ups and downs and now they're still flourishing a lot of prominent people actually still take their cars over there so I've heard of them fixing people cars whether it's a Ford or Audi right that can work hard, but then also to make sure that they have the resources that they need. Um, I know there are some companies that sometimes go through different insurance routes and different things, but make sure those companies aren't redlining them. Hey, you need to get your car fixed? Yeah, go to this place. We each within a close distance. So we want to make sure that the smaller organizations are getting the resources that they need. And we all know District 7, we're not going to get a big box something within it, except for within a couple of years, because it takes a year, year and a half to plan it, right. get the blueprint, make sure the property is secured and purchased. That's, that's time for election again. Exactly. But what we can do is have some of the money from the economic development, South Dallas Trust Fund, give grants and help smaller businesses to where in a matter of months, they'll be able to hire more people and expand. So a ten or fifty thousand dollar grant, they'd be four or five jobs right. from the community. From the community, exactly. Exactly. And then and we can see that within months and not years. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, we still need those big box companies and, and those big organizations coming, but right now they're not coming tomorrow. Exactly. They're they're coming, but it's next year or during the planning for it. So right now, what can we do right now to help our constituents? We have our poverty level is high. And so we need opportunities for people to be able to get jobs in close proximity to the house because I'm one that I have a three year old. If I don't get to daycare by six o'clock, mm-hmm. it's two dollars every minute after. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I'm thankful to God that me and my wife can alternate when I have to work late or she has to work late or have another thing. But what about the single parent mom? Come on now. Who who is just them by themselves and they haven't found a job that's in North Dallas making fifteen or sixteen dollars an hour. But in order for them to get back, they don't have a vehicle, they gotta catch the bus. Right. If they can't find another daycare that stays long open later, or have somebody else go pick them up, then it's possible that they gotta leave work early. Exactly. Or they have to adjust their hours. So another thing I wanna do also is do some special grants to where we can um, extend some daycare hours. So to get just that extra time, so we don't, we don't want people taking advantage of it, mm-hmm. but it may be some daycare that need to stay open to 6.30 or 7 o'clock for a special grant. So to have a special program for some of those single parents. Yeah. Um, it's the guy, guy that I went to high school with, and he's raising his son. His son mom passed when he was younger, and not knowing, I just met him at a event at J.J. Rose. And so literally actually engaging, making sure the citizens have the resources that they need. That they need. Exactly. Exactly. Especially with the elderly. And one of my passions is uh, the homeless. We have a lot of homeless uh, people. They basically, they kind of dwell downtown, but they also often trickle over into the South Dallas area. And like I said, I'm not in District 7. And the homelessness over in the Oak Cliff area is not as prevalent as it is in the South Dallas area because South Dallas is so close to downtown. But I would like to see programs um, implemented that would benefit some of uh, or more of the homeless people in that area. So we have some great organizations and food pantries that are working. Uh, Man, I love Luther Church. Is a church next door to Madison High School. They have the Francis Bird on the Planet Food Pantry. Mm-hmm. They have give away over a thousand snack packs every month to homeless. And so resources like that, but then also actually taking advantage of, you know, a lot of people don't realize a lot of our homeless are dealing with mental health exactly. and drug addiction. Mm-hmm. And so we, they will continue to be homeless if we don't address the issue. Come on. You, you, you can't just say, all right, we're going to cut them plant there right. and the seed is still on the ground growing. So as soon as you cut it down, it's just going to grow like the weeds in the yard. That's it's right. just going to grow right back up. Mm-hmm. And so we have to make sure that we are actually putting these wraparound services in place to help them and better them. And so those organizations who are being effective, um, Cornerstone um, is doing some great work. Great work. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of other nonprofit organizations are working throughout the district. I actually want to do a workshop where we have all of our nonprofit organizations come together and be strategic. We know everyone has their own uh, plans and agenda, but what are some things that we can work collectively on right. without and, and we're not and working together 
and not dividing or working in silos. Because if if you've been helping 50 people, and this organization has been helping 50 people, if we come together, it's possible so we can help 150 people or 200. Mm-hmm. And so we're really reaching the masses. And so our District 7 as a whole, um, one of the things I want to do is have a District 7 advisory board. So, and so great. that way, that'll help unite us and then create some uh, oneness in our district. Right. That's and also great. to make sure every district and every area gets a board. I want to make sure we have a representative that's familiar and either worked with homeless or has been homeless mm-hmm. on the board. Great. Because if you haven't been homeless or you haven't been around people who have been and you know their story and you can sympathize and empathize. Exactly. You you can't really speak for them. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that their voice are being heard, their needs are being met because they're, they're human and people too. But we have to make sure they're not infringing on the rights of other people. Right. Um, I know it's a um, organization. They literally have to come almost every day and remove somebody that's homeless from being on their property. And so those are things that when it's private property, we have to be careful. But we need to make sure that we have adequate housing for them. Um, one of the things I want to do is change some of the zoning so we can get some unique multifamily creation. So I know once it's more than three dwelling places, it's, it's under multifamily. So mm-hmm. just imagine, we all know about duplexes. What about a fourplex? Right. So a fourplex could easily be zoned where we have somebody that's, the cost would be cheaper to build. Yeah. But then you literally are talking about affordable housing. And so that's a way we can start doing some things. Even it might be a threeplex or a duplex. Uh, where the cost can be driven down, then that now will help having dwellings and homes for the homeless, but even for some of the families who are in poverty right now and just need just a few months to make it. And so getting with those organizations, pushing, trying to make sure that Dallas is better, mm-hmm. we have to deal with we have to deal with the mental <coughs> issues yes. and the drugs. We have to deal and with so, that. And so by getting that we can really move our district forward. And I'm excited because we have enough people. Um, I went and served um, on last weekend um, with another guy who's doing the cleanup um, coming up uh, May 11th. Mm-hmm. And so literally getting people from our district, working hard, trying to make our district better. Like there's a lot of pride in district family. And that's one of the things that I really love about our district because people take pride and so you want everyone to take pride. We know Joppy loves Joppy. Mm-hmm. We know South Boulevard and Bunton and Dixon and Buckner Terrace and Pleasant Grove and Ferguson. We love our neighborhood. Yes, we and do. we love our area and that we have rich history. But we have to make sure that we make it safe and are also making it opportunities for our district to grow collectively. Exactly. Um, and bring them a lot of different people. So yeah. we have to make sure today we're working together to make it Right. We have to bring that unity and instill that pride in the community. I think we, we yeah. lack unity and we lack a certain amount of pride. Um, you know, uh, one of the rap songs is Oak Cliff, That's My Hood. You know, we have to take that type of pride in our neighborhoods where we we don't, um, you know, 
defecate the walls and and put graffiti everywhere that makes no sense. We don't litter. You know, we have to somehow cause the community to fall in love with themselves and with where they live so that they can take better care of where they are. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And one of the things we want to do with this cleanup is get some of the uh, high school students uh, that are there to help, and even some of these younger kids and neighbors to actually come and engage with the cleanup. And then the city of Dallas does Operation Beautification. And that's one of the big things where you can come. They'll provide trash bags and gloves and vests if you need it. But to get people taking pride back in their neighborhoods because when you... When you help clean up trash and you and you see somebody else throw something out, yeah. it offends you. It does. It because does. Because it's like, hey, we just got to clean up. Uh-uh, pick that up. It does. And so we have to get people taking pride back into their homes, into their neighborhoods. Um, and then, and it just won't stop in our homes and neighborhoods. It'll hit our schools again. Mm-hmm. It'll hit us loving and caring for our neighbors even more. Right. And it's a great community uh, event to get everybody involved. And, um, you know, because a lot of us, we don't know our neighbors, you know. And our neighbors are not just next door. My neighbor may be across town, same district, but it's just across the way, you know. And I think it's a great way to bring everybody out. I know that my church always participates in um, the cleanup event that the city has. And uh, it's really unified our church now, our church is in the midst of a predominantly um, Hispanic location, but, I mean, they we have them. They come and visit our church. They work at the daycare at the church, you know, and we all work together as a community. And I think that, again, you're the guy that can really bring the community together. Um Another question, um, you know, Fair Park was recently privatized, and it was asked of me if, you know, were we were they trying to push the people of South Dallas out because that's how they felt, as though that they were trying to push them out with regentrification and things of that nature. So my question to you is, what is your uh, outtake, outlook, perception, thoughts about? the Fair Park privatization? Um, I'm, I'm for it. And so, but what I'm not for is an organization coming in and reshelving the whole district. And, and that's not what, what I'm about. I think the organization that with Fair Park first has the um, having the actual agreement and then Spectra being the managing partner, I think we'll be able to really work and we have to make sure that we hold Fair Park first, feet to the fire and make sure that they're accountable for Spectra and the things and going in the direction that we want. Um, and so we just have to make sure that people don't forget, but we keep them informed and let them know of our needs. And so there are a lot of things that they're starting to do already. Uh, that we can kind of see more programming that's starting to kind of come mm-hmm. um, at some different events. But we have to make sure that as they grow and develop and get the plan, that they can keep the community involved and make sure that the community has a seat at the table. Uh, one of the things that I want to do is to actually bring a field house to the fairport. My son played AAU basketball, and every Saturday, we were pretty much, we were almost either in Louisville, 
or we were involved night of 67. Right. Well, a lot of times we had a game at 10 o'clock, and then we didn't have another one until 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well, we had to go to eat somewhere. Then you got to eat. We walked around, went shopping in Cedar Hill. Well, I want to do that in Dallas. I know, that's right. So I can easily see cheerleading competitions, volleyball competitions, AU basketball for the basketball and even the little leaguers can be happening in front court. You have the parking lot, you have the spaces, you have the building. And so literally right now you don't have a lot of restaurants. So what we can do temporarily is just to do bring out food trucks and then make a food court, even if you had to go inside with some other organizations that uh, and then even have a a little fair. Mm-hmm. And so you could you could have people bringing um, their different products and selling different boutiques, different. Mm-hmm. And so that could even be an opportunity for people to go and shop and help strengthen the, the local business and small business, but then create opportunities for growth and they can really see it is a need over here. Right. Because if you have food trucks pull up and literally they just finish the game at 10 o'clock and don't have another one to four, they need something to eat. And something yeah, to they do. might watch a few other games, but they need something to eat. Right. And then something to kind of keep their attention for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. They definitely need something like that because I know my sister's daughter plays um, basketball, and I kind of hung out with them one day, and that was very tiresome. Shout out to you hey. people that do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, 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 the basketball, football, and even soccer. I yes. mean, it, it's, sometimes it's an all-day sport. It is. It really is an all-day sport. I would like to see another grocery store in the South Dallas area. I have family that live in District 7, and um, my uncle, he lived and swore by District 7. He would not move out of District 7. He did not care. He took great pride where he lived, and um but his main complaint was that there was not enough uh, grocery stores. There was not a major grocery store chain in the South Dallas area. And I would, me, myself, I would like to see a major grocery store chain. Uh, maybe a Walmart put somewhere close by because I think now you have to go way out on 30 to Pleasant Grove. But that's not feasible for the seniors that are in the Fair Park area. I would love to see a grocery store other than the one that's there now. Maybe a major grocery store chain there. Um, I agree with you 100%. Our district, um, luckily, um, they just kind of put one in on Buckner not so long ago. But if I'm not mistaken, that's in technically District 5. Yeah, it's serving some of District 7 residents, mm-hmm. um, but, but, but it's not in our district. Um, it's important that we have companies willing to come to the table, but we we are at a loss because a lot of times they don't see the value in them. And so we have to let them know that there is value and there is a customer base here, and we need it, and we shouldn't get we should be forced to have one thing and we should have options. Right. We need those options and we need healthy food options. Right. For, for example, I know it's kind of hard down there, even for some of them, but I know they need uh, a store and a, a closer grocery store. Yeah. And so yeah. we want to make sure that we're doing things and opportunities literally um, 
that's that's one of the things that I've heard from various constituents in all over our district yeah. to make sure that hey, we need more food options over here. Yeah, especially in Joppy. Especially in Joppy. There is no grocery stores. There are no um convenience stores. I don't even think there there's not even a, a restaurant down there. I mean, I know it's a small little area, but it's still, it would be beneficial if you, even if you put a 7-Eleven there, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so I want to make sure that they get, uh, if nothing else, even a convenience store to at least go and get a Coke or if they need to get a bottle of water or some formula or some milk. Right. Toilet paper or, even, you know, just the I mean, but, daily essentials. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because they have to go across the freeway just to get milk. Yeah. They if they need to get some sugar or, or needed a canned good or just needed, I, I need just a little cream of mushroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have they have to go across the bridge. Yeah, they could benefit even if it was a family dollar. You know, family dollar, they carry a variety of different items, clothing items, food items, everyday, um, daily essential items. I mean, if, if yeah. that area would really benefit from, I believe, me personally, um, anybody listening out there that want to invest in that community, a 7-Eleven and a family dollar would bless that community of Joppy. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and, and, and I'm going to ag- aggressively go after all of the possibilities. So all companies, I'm literally going to aggressively call and meet with and set up and visit, trying to create and bring new development to our district. Yeah, that's great. Um, what is, because we're going to wrap it up, because I know, I know you, you got a couple, you told me your agenda for today. <laughs> You got a lot of things going on. For my last question, um, what's your agenda uh, once elected, and I'm speaking by faith, once elected, what's the first thing on your agenda as an elected official, the very first thing you're going to jump out the gun on? Um, the first thing I'm going to jump out the gun on is uh, the district-wide town hall meeting because uh, we've let uh, the leadership to bring our district together. And so by having a town hall meeting and then actually reaching out, going, making sure we get the top 10 list of needs from the district, and then addressing hit those as well as still doing the other needs as well, as much as we can. And then the District 7 Advisory Board. I think the District 7 Advisory Board will really help constituents, um, and then it will help unify our district because we have a diverse and unique district and also I want to raise city services mm-hmm. and in order to really elevate city services like we want to we have to reward those citizens who've been faithful who sacrificed mm-hmm. and made sacrifice during recession and even now I know city employees haven't had to continue the cost of living rate in over 10 years in a long time so I want to do a five percent across the board increase. You're elected. <laughs> you get the job. <laughs> I hire you, vote you in, nominate you. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> because I know if we do that five percent across the board living raises, we're going to have employees because over fifty percent of employees do something on the side. Yeah. So now we have employees focusing on their job and not focusing on five o'clock, so they can leave and go to their next job. Mm-hmm. And then also. I know they've had a lot of, they've lost a lot of good employees 
to the private sector. Yeah. And so some people are actually seeing the work that city employees are doing, and the city can't do anything to combat it. Somebody say, hey, I want you to come work for me, and I'm paying you $10,000 more than what you're making now. The city doesn't have any mechanism to fight that. Right. Well, we can at least say, hey, here's a 5% cost of living rate. You've been working for the city. You've been doing, sacrificing. We want you to get. And then, of course, Google does it, Amazon, the oil company. We know employees that are happier usually are paid pretty good. Right. We have employees that are overworked. Pretty much almost majority of employees are overworked. Underpaid and underappreciated. Right. I never forget. I saw uh, um, some animal services, and they were trying to catch these dogs in District Seven. And literally, the people in the street kind of stopped because it was almost like it was a police chase. And he literally he jumped the curb and was trying to get to it. And so we have people who are really doing their jobs, working hard. I got to watch some guys. Uh, repave and re-strike uh, the street. And he was telling me, a lot of people think, oh, it's hot. It'll dry faster. He's like, no, cool. The weather actually make it better for us to do this. Mm-hmm. And so even, and he was striking the street by elementary school, which is very important so people know where to stop and to make sure our kids are safe when they're walking. Right. So all these things, and a lot of times people forget, but city services, the city of Dallas, why should I be voting? Because the local level really affects you. Right. You're talking about water, fire, police, trash, streets. Yeah. That's your daily need. Every day. And so we have to have somebody that's in place that's looking at for the best interest of the citizens, of the employees, and for our district as a whole. Exactly. Exactly. We we need that. Again, uh Thank you so much for this interview. It's been a good one, a really good one, one of the better ones that I've done, and one of the more important ones because it's information uh, that the community needs, and I really wanted to uh, encourage everybody to get out and vote. We have a lot to say when things don't go our way, but we don't participate so that we can change things in our favor. And the only way we can change things in our favor is we have to get out and vote. And we have to make sure that we vote and get the right people in office that are going to not just make promises, but they're going to be action, be about action and make some things come into fruition. We need some manifestation type of people in office, you know, not just saying what they're going to do, but some manifestation type of people that's going to really get out there and because I know even like you said you're already out there in the trenches with the people you're working side by side already yes. again I, I, I was I was at day last year with the 600 men teaching the boys how to tie ties mentoring I saw that uh, serving our homeless um, going to Brentwood serving our seniors um, I've actually been over to MLK um, recreation center with our seniors several times um, I know it's a big group all over that, that meets in several places. Mm-hmm. And so we have to make sure our seniors are getting what they need, our families are getting what I need, and our youth are getting what they need. Exactly. Joseph Thomas, from our community, for our community, let's go to work. Yes, 
Y'all get out and vote. Uh, give them the, um, I know early voting starts Monday. And it's April 22nd through April 30th is early voting. And then the actual voting day is May 4th. Get out there, guys, and do your civic duty. You complain about what goes on in the world and what go on around you. But, again, I cannot stress, I vote. I get out there and I vote. Even if my candidate does not win, I still put my two cents in. And it's very important to vote. Uh, what do you have coming up? Where are you going to be? Give us that real quick. Uh, give us your um, contact, social media. Give us that real quick. Okay. You can find us at Joseph Thomas for Dallas City Council District 7 on Facebook. Um, uh, uh, easy name is to remember is Thomas for D7. And that's on Facebook. If you put at Thomas for D7, we'll pop up. And then also on Instagram is J Thomas for D7. And that's um, for F-O-R or for the number four? The number four, I'm sorry. Okay. So it's, it's Thomas, the number four, D as in David, and then the number seven. Thomas for D7. And on Instagram is J Thomas, the number four, D as in David, and the number seven. And so we're on there. You can also call 214-900-7632. Um, 214-900-7632. Um, that's the campaign phone. And if you send a text, we'll get it. You can also email Joseph Thomas, 4D7, the number 4, Diaz and David, the number 7, at gmail.com. Email again is Joseph Thomas, the number 4, Diaz and David, the number 7, at gmail.com. And we're out here working, trying to make a dish better. And then also uh, just excited about what's going to come to fruition. And so we've been working hard. We'll continue working. Um, if you need to pick you up to go vote, we have people that are going to do that as well. I know that's right. So, 214-900-7632. Um, thank you. I appreciate you for this opportunity. I'm excited about what's to come for our district. There are so many needs and opportunities. Um, it, it's going to be great. Um, we're actually going to do our watch party at Emerald City um, in the district. And so I'm one that wants to live, work, worship, and play in our city of Dallas. Yes. And, uh, uh, we're going to continue doing that. We'll also have some other block walking going on. And uh, we'll have some other events. Uh, we're doing something at Bartow Forms Cafe. And then we're going to do a, probably a piece of politics coming on after the election. Um, so we can kind of regroup. And, and it won't just stop here. We're going to keep engaging and keep working and keep moving our district forward. So there are a lot of events that are going to come even after the election. That's great. That's so, great. So we're not visiting just because of the election, no. And, and I'll still be making my rounds to our churches as well. That's great. That is awesome. Well, again, Mr. Thomas, thank you so much for this opportunity to sit down and talk to you and get your views and your plans and ideas and everything. I pray that um, God would truly bless you. I believe that, again, he has anointed you for this, this thing that you, you are doing right now. 
I love the fact that you don't look at it as politics, that you look at it as being a servant of your community, but most of all, a servant of God. So my prayers are with you, and many, many, many blessings to you and your family in your new endeavors as councilman of District 7. Thank you so much for this interview. Um, anything else? Any last words? Um, get out and vote and make your voice heard, but also get engaged with our schools as well. And so I'm, I'm on Lincoln's advisory team. And so go and work in our school. Um, go to your old high school. Go to an old, your old elementary school, middle school. And if not, and engage that way. Mentor, um, help create opportunity. Um, even a church member. Yeah. Go pick them, go pick one of the young people up and let them see what you do at work. Um, and then help our seniors to reach out to family members to make sure that everybody's okay. Sometimes it may be simple as just picking up um, something for a neighbor. And so continue. We have to get our district back and take pride in our district, but also show each other love as we continue to push forward. Joseph Thomas for District 7, from our community, for our community. Let's go to work. You're inside Cafe Conversations. I'm your girl, Lady D. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. You've been inside Cafe Conversations. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And thank you for listening.